0: What's up, sinners? How's everybody doing out there? Welcome back to the Bible Belt Atheist Podcast, coming to you from the capital city of the Bible Belt, lovely Lynchburg, Virginia. Something I want to talk about today is something that I don't really partake in, but it's around me. It's around me quite a bit. And it is a sin, apparently, um, depending on your beliefs and your faith and how strict and rigid you are about your faith, if you are religious. Um, we'll talk about gambling. Gambling has been a big topic here um, the last couple of years in our area. Um, recently, a county that is a suburb of Lynchburg recently voted down a uh, act or a trying to pass a law where they would legalize these little gambling places where you could go and it it looks like a Dave and Buster's, but you're playing for real money and you're and you're trying to trying to lose your paycheck any chance you get. And that was shot down. And it doesn't surprise me. The county that the vote came up in is very conservative. They don't like anything new. They don't want anything to progress. Now, I don't gamble myself. I've never been a gambler. I don't enjoy it. I don't see the point in it. But that doesn't mean that it should not be allowed as long as it's done safe. And, you know, if somebody wants to lose their house payment at a craps table, that's their right. That should be, you know, perfectly acceptable. Um, The other part of gambling in our area is about an hour south is a a city called Danville, Virginia. And any of you have never been there and heard of it will know that it is basically the ghetto of Virginia. It is a it is a very well-known city in these parts as being just crime ridden, poverty ridden. Um, For years, Danville was the largest manufacturer of tires uh, in the United States, and they had a big Goodyear plant that is pretty well long gone. And it was, it was really a capital city for textiles in the early 1900s and mid 1900s. But all that went away, and uh, it's now just a poor and desolate, sad place. And crime has been high. Unemployment is always double the national average down there because there's really nothing left to do. I mean, it's it's a town now that's full of pawn shops and, and sadness, really. But recently, a um, large casino conglomerate has come in and purchased a big building, which they basically purchased it for nothing. Uh, and then they had a vote to legalize gambling in Danville, and that was approved. And there was a big fight and a big tussle over it. A lot of people didn't want to see it. A lot of people lived their entire lives in Danville did not want to see, still doesn't want to see this casino. Uh, It's supposed to break ground, I think, early next year and be up and running in a couple years. And they're saying it's going to bring 1,500 jobs uh, to Danville, high-paying, good-paying jobs. And it's going to bring in approximately a billion dollars a year to the economy. You got to understand Danville, Virginia for years has been a city that you would go out of your way to drive around it, right? If you were going to Greensboro and you were coming from Lynchburg, you would literally go out of your way to drive around it. They actually built a bypass around Danville. So you didn't have to go into it. And, um, now it's going to become a resort destination. It's going to become a place for high rollers and, and celebrities and famous people with lots of money to burn, and it's going to happen, and it's going to happen sooner than later. And the issue that I have and the reason I brought this up today is the source of the argument. Obviously, you have the Christian argument that gambling is illegal, that should be illegal and gambling is a sin, and gambling destroys families and creates hardship and, and heartbreak unnecessarily, and it probably does in some aspects, but you can't really tell people how to live their lives. If somebody wants to gamble away their entire earnings, then what can you do? It's just human nature. Some people like to take chances and like to take risks. But the other argument that I heard from people down there that I thought was kind of strange, and I go to Danville once a week on business, so I'm somewhat familiar with the city. The argument that I heard was they were worried about the crime rate going up because of a casino being in the area. And I don't understand that, I don't get that. Um, I've always believed that the best thing to do to fight crime is to create jobs, is have people go to work and earn a good living. If everyone in the city has a good job and can earn a good living and take care of their families, the crime rate should go way down. I mean, that's my viewpoint of it, but people want to argue that it's going to increase the crime rate. Well, you already have a high crime rate, crime rate. So not having a a casino hasn't worked out for you. So I would think you would at least want to give it a chance. It's something new and something different, but no, no, most people down there don't want new and different. Now, I really have to ask myself, and I hope you ask yourself the same question, why would a place not want change, take a chance on improving their stature, improving their status, improving their surroundings? I mean, you're talking about a billion dollars coming into a city. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of tax revenue. If you've driven through the middle of Danville, Virginia, you realize that the streets are torn up. uh, The infrastructure is horrible. Um, You can't even walk down the sidewalks because they're they're so torn up, but I would think you would want to change that in any way you could to improve it. But I've come to the conclusion that the people there that don't want change and don't want this casino to happen and don't want to take a chance are the people that have lived their whole life playing the victim card. They've spent their whole life uh, just trying to have a nice big pity party for themselves poor pitiful me, woe is me, I live in Danville, I've lived here my whole life, and it's never going to get any better, and I'm so sad, well, it seems to me like the people who own this casino outfit, and I forget the name of it, it's a pretty well-known, world-famous casino company, it seems to me like they're throwing Danville a lifeline. And some people don't want it. They, they don't want the help. They don't want someone to come in and try to save the situation. And I think that's pretty pathetic. I mean, you know, if I was down on my luck and somebody offered me help, I would feel like it would be my obligation to accept it, as long as I was willing to help myself. So I don't understand the mindset of, no, we're just – perfectly content being miserable and sad and poor and unemployed. I don't understand it, but it goes back to what I've said all along, that that is just human nature for some people. They always want to play the victim card. They always want to be down. They always want the pity party to be all about them. Now, Danville has a very, very high population of churches. And there's a stretch of road That goes from Danville, Virginia to Martinsville, Virginia. And Martinsville, Virginia is actually in worse shape now than Danville. It got crushed as well when the textile industry moved away. But if you ride that strip of, it's called Route 58. There are some mega churches on both sides of the road. And when I say mega churches, I mean places that are the size of basketball arenas. And they're all up and down the road. There must be a dozen of them. And all of these people, they're telling their congregation, they're telling their flock to vote against bringing the casino to Danville. And you have to ask, why would, why would pastors, why would leaders in churches want their people to vote against prosperity? to vote against change, to vote against taking a chance of improving your community, it all comes back to the Bible. It all comes back to everyone's interpretation of sin. Now, my idea of what would actually be a deadly sin is not trying to better yourself, not trying to take care of the ones around you the best way you know how. But their idea of sin is gambling. Their idea is um, you're not supposed to do this for some reason. Now, I will tell you that if you go to any of the convenience stores in the middle of all these churches, because this strip of road, Route 58, is nothing but convenience stores and churches, I would be willing to bet you that the line at the convenience store to buy scratch tickets and lottery tickets after church on Sunday is probably pretty long. There's probably some very well-dressed people lining up to take their chance on the big win, the the cash landfall, the the retirement plan. And that's a lot of these sad people. The lottery system is their retirement plan. The lottery has been legal in Virginia now for, I think, coming up on 30 years. And so gambling technically has been legal here for all of these years, because that's what the lottery is. It's gambling. You're putting your money down, not knowing the outcome. You may lose it. You may win more, but you don't know that's gambling. And, um, I think it's funny how the hypocrites at these churches will tell you that gambling is a sin and that this casino is going to come in and ruin your lives, but they make a sharp run to the good old convenience store to buy scratch tickets as soon as the service is over. And I know I'm right because unfortunately I have to go into some of these places on Sundays and it's hard to, uh, to buy my, my bottled water and my bag of chips when I have to stand in line behind these people that think that this is their retirement plan, that this is, (laughs) This is how they're going to uh, supplement their future by hitting it big with a scratch ticket. I went to church. I prayed. I dressed in my finest attire. And now I'm going to put $5 down, hoping to win a million. Yep. Now, something else about Danville, Virginia, if you're not sure where it is, I'll give you a little breakdown. Danville, Virginia is literally... 10 to 15 minutes might not even be that much from the North Carolina state line. And North Carolina does not have a lottery system. They don't have any kind of form of legalized gambling. So for the last almost 30 years, the little bit of revenue and the little bit of income that Danville has had has been from people from North Carolina driving up to buy Um, to buy their lottery tickets, to buy their scratch tickets. So Danville is probably only surviving pretty much on that. And in return, everyone who lives in Danville drives down to North Carolina to buy their booze because it's cheaper down there. Much cheaper, trust me, I've investigated. So an area, a community of people that have a, and it was a pretty close uh, vote when it was approved, a community of people that almost 50% of the people voted against uh, legalizing gambling full out to bring a casino to town. I don't think they realize that they've only been existing and keeping their head above water because of people gambling. People coming up from North Carolina to buy those tickets. A lot of people make that trip. There's been a lot of lottery winners um, that actually live in North Carolina that bought their ticket in Virginia and went on to win something. So I think it's, um, it's pretty, um, hypocritical to say, Oh, we don't want gambling, but yeah, we'll definitely, if you want to drive up here from the neighboring state and spend your money here, we'll gladly accept it. Well, that's when this casino is up and running, it's going to, uh, it's going to change everything. It's going to change the traffic. I mean, with a billion dollar casino coming to town, you're gonna to have to build hotels and uh, you're gonna to have to create service industries to cater the people to come to gamble. You're gonna have, uh, have massage parlors, you're gonna have spas for the ladies to, to get their relaxing treatments that they enjoy. You're gonna have all of these service industries that are gonna pop up and they too are gonna to make a lot of money. So the residuals are gonna be absolutely incredible. And, you know, if the casino alone is going to bring in a billion dollars a year, what are the hotels? What are the service industries? What are the restaurants around it going to make? It's going to be amazing. And it's all going to be because people want change. People want to better their place. They want their community to grow and to get better. And they want it to be prettier. I mean, Danville, driving through Danville right now is sad just to look around. It's dull. It's dated. Everything is old. Everything is a remnant of when it was a textile powerhouse in the early 1900s and into the 50s and 60s. I mean, you got to understand, Danville at one time was one of the wealthiest cities in the South because of Goodyear tires. At one point in this country, every Goodyear tire sold was made in Danville, Virginia. And now they don't make any tires in Danville, Virginia that I'm aware of. Um, And clothing. There was a lot of clothing being made in Danville, Virginia. There was a lot of everything being made in Danville, Virginia. And that's all gone away. So now here's this beautiful opportunity to turn it around. And like I said, to go from a city that you would drive around to now being a destination, a resort even. I think it's, you have to take advantage of that situation. You have to go for it. You have to give it a hundred percent and say, you know what, we're all in. We're going to make this thing work. But there's still, there's still the Christian right down there that are fighting it tooth and nail. Even though now it's been voted and been approved on, they're still fighting it. They're still trying to find ways to slow down the process. And I'm pretty sure that a lot of these people who are fighting it will end up in these casinos one day. I mean, they're fun. Casinos are fun. I like casinos, and I don't even gamble. I don't. Um, But it's... Christians don't like fun. Anything that is fun is a sin in their eyes. And I would hate to think that I was put on this planet to sit at home and be miserable. I would hate to think that I was created by a God that did not want me to have a good time. You know, in the Christian world, they listen to their own music that doesn't swear and doesn't talk about, you know, doesn't talk about sex or doesn't talk about drinking, doesn't talk about drugs. They listen to music where all they talk about is God. And there are stand-up comedians that only do religious content. And there's TV shows and there's networks that are just solely based on wholesome family Christian entertainment. And that stuff fucking bores me to tears. You know, when I listen to music, I want to get scared or I want to be offended. I want somebody to say something... um, nasty. I want a dirty ass stand-up comedian. I want a filthy motherfucker to make me laugh. And that's what it all comes down to. For some strange reason, and I don't know why this is. I guess it goes back to times before there were TVs and radios and entertainment out there for people to be consumed. Back in the back in the days where all you did was wake up in the morning and and work your farm and that's all you did was work. You slept and worked and and those people want to keep it that way. You know, they, they thought that anything that looked like fun had to be sin. They thought it was a sin to dance. They thought it was a sin to go skinny dipping. They thought it was a sin to be seen naked. You know, that's the problem. Christians think anything that's fun is a sin and God doesn't like it. well, If that's true, if this thing works out to be true, and God is real, and he doesn't want anybody to have fun, well, I don't want to play with that God. I don't want to work for that God. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to leave the family. Because I think life is about being enjoyed. And some people enjoy gambling. Some people enjoy going to casinos. Some people go bankrupt doing it. Some people lose their families. They would rather sit at a blackjack table than go home to their spouse. I get it. Might not be the best decision in these people's lives, but they have the right to make it. They have the right to go out and look for fun and look for enjoyment. That's the kind of people I want to hang out with. I want to hang out with the people that are are impulsive and say, you know what I wanna go do? I wanna go do this and I wanna go do it right now before I change my mind or talk myself out of it. That's the kind of people I wanna hang out with. And those are the kind of people that will go to a casino and sit down and gamble for a while and get free drinks and have steaks brought to them because they've been sitting at the blackjack table for 10 hours. I think the positive far in a way outweighs the negative. On bringing a casino to Danville or anywhere in Southside Virginia. That entire 58 corridor from Martinsville to Virginia Beach is a sad, pathetic place because for years it was purely a textile industry. There's this river called the Dan River that runs right alongside 58. And in the early days of the textile industry, they would take stuff down the river on barges, on boats, and that's how they started the transport of all these textiles. If you go back to the history of the United States, or probably the history of the world, all of the great textile centers always had a large river somewhere close by. I live in Lynchburg. There's the James River. If you look at the origins of the city, the entire city was built on the river and then moved out into the suburbs. Danville's the same way. So now you have these river areas, these downtown, what should be amazingly beautiful areas are now all a shit show because they're the oldest, most rotting part of the city. And now you have a company that comes in. Now, I know they come in with a lust for for money. They think they they are going to make themselves millions of dollars. Of course they are. That's what they're in it for. But. I think the pros far outweigh the cons. I think you can ride the coattails of this casino, create a much more beautiful and vibrant area in Lynchburg down by the river and bring it back to life and create jobs. Oh my goodness. These jobs, you're going to have people working in these casinos that are going to make more money than they've ever made in their life. Because Casinos seem to pay pretty well, from what I understand. And nowhere in Danville does. So you have to take that into account. It's gonna create so many jobs in the restaurant industry. It's gonna create so many jobs in the hospitality industry. It's gonna be amazing. And the Christians down there are going to fight it every day. day. They're They've now taken up the fight that they don't want any new hotels in Danville because they know what the next step is. They want to make it harder to build a hotel in Danville. They want to make it harder to build new buildings with restaurants in them and so on and so forth. So they lost the fight. The casino got approved. Well, now they're going to fight everything else around it. And it's sad. And it doesn't have to be that way. The scratch ticket, lottery ticket buying Christians don't have to do this. But... They know it's going to end up being fun and they don't want any part of fun. They want to be miserable. They want to be victims. They want to be, they want to be crucified. That's what they want. Deep down inside, every Christian wants to be crucified and made into a God-like, Messiah-like character. They're all jealous. They don't feel sorry that their supposed Jesus died on the cross. They want to be crucified just like him. That's why they conduct themselves the way they do. That's why they're always trying to put themselves in a position to be a victim. Because their Jesus was a victim and they want to be just like him. Now, the other part of the legalizing gambling uh, story that I want people to understand and see my side of it, or at least hear my side of it. You don't have to agree with me, but I think in society, when we make things illegal and we make things hard to get, we just make them more dangerous. I've said this before. um, People are going to gamble. People have been gambling since the beginning of mankind. I mean, it's just, it's a fact and people are going to do it. You can tell them that it's illegal, much like with prohibition. They made alcohol consumption illegal in the early part of the 1900s, but people still drank. People still did what they had to do. All they did was make it more dangerous. That's where organized crime came from, was from prohibition. So people are going to seek what they want. They're going to look for the fun. You can deny them all you want, but they're going to find it. They're going to find a way to get it, to get it. And sometimes it may be dangerous, much like with prostitution. I think prostitution should be legal. Having prostitution be illegal only makes it dangerous. Um, You know, it should be out in the open. Put some light on it so people can see what's going on. That makes it less dangerous. So trying to um, deny people things that they, the feelings they have, and it's just human nature. People want to take chances. People want to take risks. That's why we're still here. That's why we evolved as humans uh, we didn't evolve from the fat, lazy caveman that didn't want to leave the cave and go outside and, and try to find out a new way to to kill food or to harvest food. No, we didn't evolve from that guy. We evolved from the caveman that came out of the cave and tried to figure out a new way to bring down the big the big uh, animal so they could have skin for warmth and meat for food and so on and so forth. That's who we evolved from. We evolved from the ass kickers. And the badass motherfuckers that wanted to take chances and we evolved from the guys who uh, discovered, hey, if I figured out how to make this um, this spear and figure out how to make this arrowhead, I can uh, easier it'll be an easier kill of the prey that we like to eat and take their skins and keep warm with. So um, yeah, we didn't come um, as a human species. We didn't evolve from the lazy motherfuckers that just wanted to sit in their cave and read their Bible. No, we came from badass stock. So um, going back to that, human nature is to take chances and to gamble. And uh, we're going to do it. Everyone's going to continue to do it, whether it's legal or not. And that's just the way it is. So there's no point in trying to make it illegal and make it more dangerous. Uh, Humans love sex. That's how we ended up here. That's how we're all still around. That's why there are billions of us. Uh, Humans like to fuck. I hope that doesn't come as a shock to some of you people. Um, But some people are willing to pay for it. That's why I think prostitution should be legal. If I approach someone about having sex and they agree and we have sex, it's perfectly legal. But if I give them $10, it's illegal all of a sudden. So it doesn't make any sense. But back to gambling, people are going to do it. Um, They're either going to do it in the dangerous back rooms of places where it's all a big secret and on the down low, or they're going to do it out in the open in a legal casino with the lights on so everyone can see what's going on, and it's going to create revenue. So uh, all the naysayers, all the Christians who are against everything, um, they just make the world a more dangerous place, and uh, they create anxiety, and they create depression because... Humans want what they want. They like what they like. And if they feel like um, they're sinning, if they've got that conviction in their brain that if I'm a Christian, I can't do these things, but oops, I did it. So now I have to feel guilty about it. Now I have to hide it. Now I have to to just live with this stress in my life of I'm doing things that are unchristian, but I enjoy them and I'm a human and that's what I want to do. But now I have depression and guilt and anxiety and sadness and fear of being found out and fear of being shunned by my fellow Christians. It's human nature, folks. People, humans want to gamble, humans want to have sex, humans want to take chances, people want to do dangerous shit. Our ancestors did dangerous shit because they took a chance that if i gamble if i do something risky the benefit the benefits may far um may be far better than if i don't do anything at all so when it comes to gambling it comes to making it legal it comes to making it safer and taking the stigma away from it taking the christian haze off of it of well it's a sin and it goes against god and it goes against families and it goes against all this shit it it's only a bad thing if you make it a bad thing it's only dangerous if you make it dangerous it doesn't have to be that way it doesn't have to be guilt ridden fear mongering it doesn't have to be any of that shit it can just be fun at the end of the day, we're humans and we want to have fun. And if we can have fun and better our community by creating income, by creating tax revenue, if we can do all of that and have fun, sign me up. I'm ready for some fun. I'll go to the casino and I'll just cheer you on. I don't have to gamble. I will drink and cheer you on. I'll clap every time you win. All right, sinners, that's about it for me today. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode. I hope you've enjoyed listening to previous episodes. My listens have gone kind of crazy and I'm very happy about that. But thank you for listening. I hope you got something out of it. Um if this is your first time, thank you for checking it out. If you've listened before, thank you, thank you, thank you. I do appreciate it. And I hope you realize that I enjoy doing these hopefully as much as you enjoy listening to them. So hopefully we're all Getting something out of this. If you would like to reach out, if you'd like to make a comment, uh, please do. If you have any questions or if you would like to be on the podcast with me and talk about things, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me at the email. It's the Bible Belt Atheist Podcast at gmail.com. No capital letters, no punctuation, just the Bible Belt Atheist Podcast at gmail.com. Sorry, my dog. Uh, distracting me there for a second but uh, if you like it uh please tell someone uh please um give me a rating on whatever podcast platform you listen to it on or write a review or tell a friend tell a neighbor tell an enemy tell a family member tell somebody if you got something out of it if you enjoyed it if you maybe picked up on a viewpoint that you never thought about before you might want to pass it along Anyway, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the podcast because it is steadily growing. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Now get out there and please, please get to send